yeah, that's that's what kind of sucks with playing like heavily European games is like, yeah, it's like it's like twelve thirty a.m. on a Sunday. It's prime gaming time here in the states, but it's seven thirty in the morning in London. So or six thirty in the morning in London. Yeah. So it's like, well, everybody over there is going to work or going to school, and this is a British game. So fuck. <laughs> Uh, in case, uh, for people wondering, uh, we're talking, oh, shoot, we got internet problems. Oh, no. Wait, oh, there we go. I think, are you there, dude? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay, all right, I think we're good. Uh, yeah, that's, uh... I just got DC'd from Sky Saga, so there's that. Okay, so it was on your end. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we're talking about Sky Saga. It is a game... That is, um, that was talked about on the Co-Optional podcast, and that's where I got into it. Uh, signed up for it, and then got like an alpha code like a couple days later. Uh, same with you, you got an alpha code a couple days later after you signed up, and we've been playing it. And I'd say, even though it's still an alpha, it's a very, very fun, fun game. little game. Fun little game, yeah. I got my friend Tesser to sign up for the alpha, so maybe he'll get a chance to come in and play. Then I can do stuff with him too. Yeah, I'd highly recommend uh, for people to go and sign up for it. Sky Saga. It's a lot of fun. It's. It would do it a disservice just to say it's a heavily. It's like Minecraft, but heavily modded. But that's essentially what it is. But they yeah. do it very, very, very well. Um. The way I kind of say it is that um, it is Feed the Beast in its, like, most pure form, I guess. Okay. Like, this game is what Minecraft is distilled down to its component parts. You've got, you know, you've got the three parts. You've got the PvP, being PvP versus players. You've got the PvE, which is, like, adventure maps. And you've got just building. And you can do whatever you want. You can progress in all those ways. But, you know, it's kind of structured that way as well. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, you have a very... While it is voxel-influenced, it's still a very nice style. And the characters are really... Cute. Cute. Yeah, like... Uh, yours wasn't as cute as mine. The monkey, the monkey people are, like, super, super adorable. Like, my character is really, really cute. Yours is kind of cute, but yours is a, like a lion race. Mine's a lion dude, yeah. Yeah, and mine's like a monkey girl, and she's got big bright eyes, and she actually looks more like a cat. If you if you, if if it wasn't for her ears, you think she was like a cat girl or something. But it works. It's very cute. Uh, we played a little bit, went into a forest and played and played a dungeon. Uh, my only complaint was the dungeon had too many ladders, and the ladder mechanic. It's not. I think it would be fine. They just need to work on the ladder, the climbing the ladder mechanic, because it, yeah. it doesn't really work. But the thing is, is a lot of games can't do ladders that well. Yeah, so, it's not like it's super easy. Yeah, most games have most games. It's like going to a ladder is just, it's just it sucks. But <laughs> well, and so that just tells me that that's just a thing that just doesn't work very well. And you know. When it well, when it does work, it's like well, that's the best we can do. So let's just move on. Um, I've also 
so yeah, go check out Sky Saga. It's made in Britain. That's why we've been talking about like that. I guess that's another thing that's kind of eh, about it is that right now it's an alpha. So really, most of the people who are playing it are in Europe. So you kind of, if you really want to do PvP, and you don't have a lot of friends playing it because well they haven't gotten an invite yet or for whatever reason, uh, you kind of have to schedule your playtime around European times, which is basically European evenings, which would be American afternoons. Yep. So, just fair warning with that if you're really into the PvP, but you could just play you could just play by yourself or with a couple local friends just fine and just have a ton of fun. Just You can run dungeons by yourself or you can run with other people. It's It works yeah, out just for fine. For sure, though, the heroic ones definitely uh you need some friends yeah or some other people i i i did the one last night and it was incredibly stressful mainly <laughs> by virtue of like holy shit i'm gonna die nearly constantly yeah oh yeah totally uh other than that i've been i've been really wanting to pick up senran kagra estival versus because I've been seeing a lot of gameplay of it. It looks really good. And there's a lot of tits in it. And a lot boobs. of butts. A lot of tits and butts. You know what they say, boobs are great. Yes, boobs are great, butts are better. Or... your life passes hometown. <laughs> um... Huh. I have encountered a problem. Uh-oh. Oh, never mind. You can jump out of water. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could definitely do that. I fell into a uh, little uh, <laughs> a, a well in the middle of a town on a for on an adventure, and it's like I can't get out. Oh wait, I can jump out of the water. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, that game is very forgiving if you die. Yeah, what happens? I haven't died yet. Uh, well, for me, well, it just respawns you back um, either at the campfire or. Uh, where you spawn into the world if you if you didn't use a campfire that's why I carry a campfire with me yeah so I can it's it's basically a checkpoint and then if you're like on your home island and you just like jump off like what I did it just it immediately takes you back to the island just like it's like what are you doing it's like you're stupid you're stupid let us let us hold your hand all right little boy all right enough with the suiciding Oh, it's like a church. Ah, well, there's the route down. Wow. I made an Arctic adventure, and I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then I'm like, all right, well, there's the way down to the dungeon, right at the start. I don't want to. I don't want to do that yet. I want to explore the map. <laughs> um. So I wanted to talk to you because I spent all day today. Well, most of the day, but it's still going on. Um. I spent all day today at a con. A local anime convention. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, um, well, here in Sioux Falls, they tried doing the standard, you know, three-day con, and they stopped doing that because, well, lost out on a ton of money because there's only so many people in Sioux Falls and then so many people around the local area that can come in. You know, it's like. You know, you have Sioux Falls and the local towns around it, and then you have like cities like Watertown and Vermilion, 
and Aberdeen and Rapid City and then the towns in you know Minnesota and Iowa. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a big you know, that's like at least a hundred or eighty to a hundred mile drive for most of those people. So that means going to a three day con in Sioux Falls is a really big expense. Um so the local anime club here figured out a format that actually kind of works that to where they're able to break even and what they do is and they do it in Sioux Falls but they also uh, go to Vermilion which is a big college town here Vermilion they go to you know, Watertown and Rapid City and what they do is, is they do a one day con at the oh, yeah. at the local gaming store and that's why I went to today. It was called here. It was called the. Uh, it was actually it was kind of weird. The, the, the name of the, the the what they named the con today was Dorgan Con, which I don't know what that's a reference to, but it was like whatever. And it was a lot of fun. It was at our local. It was at a local gaming shop called the Dragon's Den. That's probably why they called it Dorgan Con. It's like a play on dragon, or they were like, oh. We want to call it Dragon Con, but there's already a Dragon Con, so we'll call it Dorgan Con. Sure. Sure, yeah, that works. Um, so the uh, you know the anime club did it, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, they had uh, and you know Dragon's Den is a pretty big gaming store, so they had an area where you could go and watch anime. And they had anime playing all day. It was like they started off with a. Uh, for some reason, in the middle of the day, they decide we're just gonna we're just gonna start playing the Madoka Magica movie. Um, yeah, really get everybody in the mood for some happy-go-lucky yeah. anime. <laughs> well, apparently it went off pretty well, but uh, throughout the day, there was just gaming, little gaming tourney tourneys. They had like a Smash uh, Smash Brothers Melee tourney, Street Fighter Five, um, uh, Persona Arena, uh, Smash Four. And then they had like a little room off to the side where it's like, oh, we're gonna do panels in here, and it was just like one panel at a time. And most of them were uh, just uh, you know learn how to play this game, learn how to play that game. And then the one that got most people in there that actually it got pretty crowded was you know uh, you know the difference between Western animation and anime, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. And then after 8 p.m. They kicked all the kids out, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna play Golden Boy on all the TVs," because the way they're they have to watch the, some motherfucking hentai. Yeah, literally, like the way the store's up, they just have TV monitors all over the place. So, and they actually can switch them to, like, so when they play like magic tournaments, uh, they actually have a camera coming straight out of the ceiling that goes to a certain table and that's where they play the magic cards so you don't have to huddle around to watch the action you can just watch it on tv screen because they have a camera pointed straight down on on the on the play area that's really cool and then they can they can uh change what's playing on each tv so they were like okay we're gonna switch all the tvs over we're gonna play gold we're you know after 8 p.m all the kids are out so it's like we're putting go- we're putting we're just gonna start playing Golden Boy episodes and play Cards Against Humanity, and that was a that was a great old time. That that was a lot of fun, you know. America playing Cards Against Humanity on tabletop simulator is fine, is fun, but playing it in real life is 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 great. It's better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I played that until about 
midnight, and then I took off, and they were starting to wrap everything up. Um, things were starting to die down, so um, meeting that everybody was like, okay, we're still awake. We don't really want to go home yet, so let's just, everybody just play Smash Brothers. Hell <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, uh, and they've been—they've actually been doing this format for like a year, and they—they they basically just do a con a month. So it's like if you just live in like Sioux Falls or Vermilion or whatever, you got you, shit to do. Yeah, you got you got a con you can go to every month, and yeah, it might be a road trip sometime, but if you just like head out in the morning and then take off and then go back home at night, it's like it—it it works. It works just fine, you know, because we don't have the market for a full-blown three-day con, but you know, a one-day con certainly works. Yeah. So, I guess I'm just sort of talking about that, just putting that out there. Is like if you live in an area that doesn't have a lot of people or can't support a, a three-day con, you know, try looking and doing the, doing a one-day con. You know, you could practice. You could practically do it with very very little money you just need to find a game store that's willing to put up with it you know you don't have to worry about and you don't have to worry about dealing with a hotel or a convention center that just wants to fuck you over or you know dealing with rowdy congoers who punch holes in walls and try to flood flood their rooms and all that shit you don't have to worry about that shit it's just like you know, make sure they don't send the ga- set, set the game game store on fire, which yeah. is an important thing to note. You know, this is a bad thing. Do not let them happen. Yeah, and you know the ga- you know Dragons Den was, they were happy with it. They they had a ton of sales. People were buying games and 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 play mats and all that stuff like in the droves. So they were totally happy with it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just. Hey, that's um, something to check out. Some, some might want to do. I mean, um, even around here, uh, there's Mini Acon, which happens, I think, once or twice a year, which is a basically it's a miniature little Acon thing where it's run by the same dudes and it's just a one day con meetup. They have cosplay and they're at like a library and stuff. Oh, yeah, they also had a cosplay uh, contest as well. Um, and and the person who won was a dude who was uh, dressed up as Harley Quinn. Great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he he, he had he had kind of an easy win because all the other cosplayers were homestuck trolls. So yeah. yeah, that shows you how out of date Sioux Falls is. Homestuck is still a thing here. Um. Yeah, that was that was really cool, and that's actually really cool that they do it down there as well. I mean. Because, yeah, like, a three-day con, like, A-Con, like, proper A-Con or Furry Fiesta or any kind of Brony Con is kind of like, you have to prepare for that, like, at least a couple weeks in advance. You know? Yep. With, like, a little one-day con, it's just like, oh, it's this weekend. It's on Sunday or Saturday. I'm, I'm going to just... drive down the street yeah. or take a brief drive around the state. Yeah, and go hang out for eight, nine hours or ten hours and have a good time and then go home and go sleep in my own bed. You know. So yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was pretty awesome. 
Uh, other than that, I kind of, um... So, this whole thing with fair use on switching gears completely. Uh, this whole thing with fair use going on on YouTube has been kind of scary. Uh-huh. As you know. And as anybody who follows anybody um, large or not huge but sort of big on YouTube knows, it's like there it, it seems to be there's an industry on YouTube of companies who don't do anything except make false copyright claims and then and then just make money off of the claim while it's still being dealt with by YouTube. And there's and, no real repercussions for the companies either. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of really fucked. So I, I've been looking at the situation, and it's, like, gotten so bad to where people have been, you know, gotten have gotten copyright claims, like, especially I Hate Everything, where he got a copyright strike against his video for a song that was put out by an artist that the company did not represent and was not in his video. So not only did they did they not represent the artist they were claiming the song from, but the song was not in his video. But they were able to make the claim and they made money off of it for at least a couple weeks. Actually, I don't think they even made money off of it because I think in, when that claim came down, he immediately pulled the video. Yeah, I mean, no motherfucker is going to make money off my videos. Yeah, I, I think he either said to private or, like, unlisted or something. Um, but yeah, that's how fucked the uh, copyright system is. Um, or content ID system is on, on YouTube. But I've kind of, like, taken that opportunity to sort of, like, force myself to get more creative or at least try to prove my protect myself from the content ID system mm -hmm. he, he just realized how fucked up that is saying that to protect myself from the system that's supposed to protect me that's literally what it is it's a system that's meant to protect me that and at the end of the day ends up hurting me and hurt, hurting so many other people um and uh because of that I decided to switch my Adobe account from just uh, the Photoshop plan to the full Creative Suite because now I'm learning how to create vector images in Illustrator so I can go and take these pictures of cars and rather than just using the pictures of the cars I create vectors from them and use the vectors in my videos. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, you could call it a trace if you want, but it's it's enough of a difference from the original thing to where it's my own. Yeah. And also it gives me access to Adobe After Effects so I can add cool shit to the videos. Because it's like, if I, I'm planning my schedule right now is a video every two months. Because I want to just try to put some production value into them. But if I want to, I can speed that process up if I want to. But right now, it's like a video every two months. And just really work at it. And it, you know, it also gives me access to Adobe After Effects, which is awesome. You know, uh, 
do really cool shit there. Of course, uh, uh, you know, Premiere Pro, which is their video editing suites, which is supposed to be really good. But I'll end the audition, audition as well. So I'm planning on playing around with this shit a lot. And that's spurred on by the fact that by the whole fair use thing, that's 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 what kind of spurred me into getting into this stuff. Yeah, that may not work for everybody. That's but that's what's happened with me. I mean, it's it's covering your own ass, really. Yeah. And really, it's like it's covering my own ass, but it gives me an opportunity to learn new things. Yeah, and that's important too. You know, you're not just like putting stuff out there you're having to like learn and think and do your own stuff yeah because i remember and the guy made a really good video it was really informative but the video was just such poor quality like the production on the video was just so so poor quality this video on youtube made by a guy called the history of of lovecraft and it well it's a bit it's a history of uh, Lovecraft lore. So the guy took all the stories that Lovecraft made and put it into a single timeline and, and worked it all out and everything. But And it was a really good video, but the visuals were complete garbage, which was fine. It's like he literally like took, you know, he, he took images and, and artwork that other people made. He didn't source it or any of that. You know, which kind of sucks, but he did it and he used all of this and he the effects were just really crappy and everything but the thing was like his audio was complete garbage it just sounded like shit and it's like you could i'm just thinking it's like yo you have a great video here you're talking about a lot of really interesting things but your odd but your audio is just garbage and i'm like you know what? Yeah, i want to make sounds bad yeah it's like I want to make videos as informative as yours and as interesting as yours, but that are just better. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's a big drive for a lot of folks. They go, you know what? I could fucking do that. I can do that better. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'll probably end up be making top ten videos, but goddamn it, they're gonna be like really fucking good top ten videos. Yo, and they're and they're likely gonna be like top ten videos that are like half hour or forty minute long videos because I I go on rants about why a certain thing is that is that the why I put this certain thing on list is because and it's because of this bullshit or something like that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So. You're, you're, what are you at on subscribers? Like what, 2,700 uh, or something? Yeah, right about. Yeah. Um, I'm still getting around like 25 a day or so. That's Still getting views. I'm going to cross 2 million views probably tomorrow. That's really good. Mm. Um, and like I've, I've kind of stopped doing the, the Undertale stuff for the moment. I have a, a like a queue of things to do. Um, but the views really dropped off sharply on those. Like, it went from being to instantly thousands to, eh, I got a 400, 500. 
And so after a few of them like just massively underperformed relative to the others, I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a break from these and you know see what happens. But then a couple of them got picked up by people and like getting lots of views again. So it's like, man, fuck if I know. <clears throat> yeah, you kind of. Yeah. I I hate to admit, but you kind of walk a slippery slope right there with those things. Yeah. But I mean, hey, you know they work, and if you have fun doing them, that, that that's. That's what you're gonna do. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's not like it was, like, oh no. I mean, it is disappointing that it's simple things like that that got me, you know, literally ten times my viewers. Not quite literally ten times, but you know what I mean. Yeah. A, a large number more. Um, but you know, it's what the market wants, and well-produced audiobooks and stuff like that are just not what the market wants. <laughs> Saves me some time, I suppose. Well, I have that co I, I I have that code for the audiobooks, and I'll when I'm out on the road, I'll, I'll check it out and see if I like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the fifth book in a series, though, so it's like, well, you've not heard any of the others. It's kind of a well. This there's some shit that happened, and uh, then they all fucked. The end. Well, I, I've been in situations where I've had only, like, the third book in a five-book series, so... And I, I got what I could out of it. That mostly happened with, like, Tom Clancy novels, because they're all in this one world or whatever. The Russians did it. Yeah, or the Chinese. Or the Japanese, sometimes. No, that's with Dan Brown. God, there, there, there was a point in time where I thought Dan Brown... Or not Dan Brown. Not Dan Brown. Uh... Dale Brown. He's sort of like this Tom Clancy knockoff that really, really... Wait. No, wait. Wasn't the Japanese thing a Tom Clancy thing? Hell if I know, dude. Yeah, there was like a, a storyline where like a Japanese airliner like flew into the... flew into the... it flew into the Congress... Cong, U.S. Congress building and like killed all the congressmen. And it was, like, written in, like, 1991. And it was, like, a Japanese airliner. And it was because of, like, trade deals. It was, like, the Japanese economy was collapsing. And it, the, a nationalist group was blaming the U.S. on it or something. It was really dumb. Was Japanese really terrorists. That seems a bit far-fetched. Yeah, Japanese terrorists who flew an airliner into the U.S. Congress. It's, like... Yeah, you know, yeah, Japanese and the kamikaze. Yeah, they're okay. I guess so. Whatever you, you, you dude in 1990 or whenever the fuck you wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, your thing with the Undertale comics is sort of like the same thing I'm starting to experience with my uh, uh. on my Tumblr on Wildac is. Like, if I go and I try to make a really awesome image of, like, Celestia or Luna or Cadence, it gets, like, you know, maybe 10, 20 notes. But if I go and I make a comic just talking about bullshit that irritates me or things that are happening, I get, like, 50 to 100 or even 200 notes. Like, you had that uh, Gawker comic thing, yeah. Yeah, where it's like I emulated Project X-Zone, and it's just like Hulk Hogan, a, poor, a very poorly drawn Hulk Hogan just smashing Gawker, and it's it's like 
115 million points of damage. K.O. And so it's like a total riff on Project X Zone, and that got like 200 notes. You know? Yep. And then I, I make a comic about how I have to look at references of my own characters and my own style because I don't know, how, I can't remember how to draw my own style. <laughs> and I, I, I made that, and, and I got like a bunch of artists, other artists who are way better than me going like, I do the same thing. I have references of my own styles because I can't I can't remember my own style. And then this latest one I made is just this whole thing of like this thing on the internet has me all angry. I have no facts and I have no solutions to the problem, but I'm mad. And it's like that's that's internet rage for you. It's like the most generic shit, but people seem to like it. It's like they look at it and they're like, I can agree with this. I can agree with this, and it's not controversial. Yeah. He's not making fun of women or black people. Oh, wow. I might... Oh, shit. I didn't realize this. I made a little comic about... Somebody asked me if I had a superpower, what would my superpower be? Oh, the Nutella one? Yeah, where it's like, I, if I had a superpower, I, I would be able to, to produce Nutella out of my fingertips. It would come out like it was like my finger was taking his shit. That got quite a few notes. <laughs> That's just one of those, what the fuck, guys? What the what fuck? What the fuck? Okay, yeah, I'm cool with Nutella, and if you spawn it out of your finger, that's fine, but if it comes out like you're taking a shit, that's kind of too far. That's a step too far, homie. I should have, like, added a little, little uh, sound effect, so... It's just like, it's not, it literally sounds like the finger's taking a dump. Just like God intended. Yep. Yep. God intended us to shit out of our fingers. So. So, um. Let's see. There actually, there was, uh. I'm trying to remember what happened recently. Other than. Well, what do you think about the whole Gawker thing? They made their bed shit in it and held up pictures of it for all to see and then was surprised when they got in trouble for it. Yeah, yeah. What really kind of surprised me after all that happened, like, I feel like the best per the one person who had the best response to it was Patrick Klepik. And I don't like Patrick Klepik at all. Like, when he, when he was at Giant Bomb, I thought he was a complete drag. He was kind of the worst part. Yeah, well, uh, recently in the past couple months, I've 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 kind of came to come to the same conclusion with Gersman, Jeff Gersman. Like, he has no joy. Well, and I think I kind of excuse Jeff Gersman from the dumb shit he says because it's like you hear him on the podcast, and I'm like, this dude is dead inside. He has no happiness anymore. So if he wants to say, if he wants to yell at a bunch of fucking weebs for being angry at the Fire Emblem translation being complete garbage, if he wants to say a bunch of dumb shit about that, then let him, because he has, he has nothing else. You know, he's a, he's a very sad man. He's been told, he's been broken by video games. You know. 
But this, regardless of all that, we I can get into a discussion about Giant Palm uh, at another time. Uh, Patrick Klepik, I think, had the best response from the from the not from the side that was delusional enough to think that Gawker was anything but just a, a pack of scumbags and, and fucking wolves or coyotes. Uh, all he tweeted was another round, another drink, please. Impl oh. Implying that he was just like gonna drink his problems away. I'm like, that's fine. If you wanna get, if you wanna try to kill yourself via alcohol, that I'm not gonna stop you. Because you're. Well, he came in after that, after the fact on that one, right? I mean, he he wasn't part of them during the. Not directly, but it's very like it's very Kotaku. likely that he lost his job at Kotaku because of the actions of other people. But I think he had the best response because. Uh, Weirdly enough, you got the Gawker Defense Force coming out of Polygon saying that you got people from Polygon saying that what happened to Gawker is a violation of journalistic rights and a violation of the freedom of speech. And it's like, motherfucker, they disobey the court order. Also, if I don't, if I remember correctly, when Gamergate was all going down, didn't, didn't, didn't Kotaku and Gawker, Gawker say, oh, we're not journalists? Like, lol, you think we're actually journalists? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember them saying that. Now, okay, before... I mean, I know nobody fucking listens to these things, but just in case, before anybody says, oh, look at this fucking goober-gobber, fucking gooby-geeby. Quit fucking them, them gator-goaders. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, gobba, the, the gator-gobbers fucking hates whatever. all the women, whatever. Let me just say that the whole, like, fucking, like, the, the, you got people on, you know, in, in the Gamergate hashtag going like, this is a victory for us, we did it. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. This isn't your victory. Fuck you. This is, this is them hanging them by their own petard. This is, Gawker, Gawker did this. This is Gawker's victory. Gawker, Gawker wanted this to happen. Even though they realize now that oh shit they don't have a company anymore, this is what they wanted to happen. They were they were fucking trolling this shit up to the very end. I mean, I I made tweets about it. you saw how angry I was when when the when the head of Gawker was invoking the Holocaust. Oh yeah, that was just like incredibly shitty. And you saw how pissed off I got. Because I mean I don't get really I don't get too worked up over a couple over things but when you start like invoking the Holocaust and shit I get really fucking pissed. It's like we, you know, Gawker is you know a Holocaust of journalistic ethics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm fine with that joke, but when you're like trying to say like my grandfather suffered in the Holocaust, so therefore it has something to do with this lawsuit, I. It's go dumb. go go gobble up a, a a bowl of AIDS and gonorrhea infested dicks, please. Just like slurp those up, you know. Lick up all the pus, please. You fucking scumbag. Mm-hmm. But well, you know what? They were heavily in debt before. 
the trial. Uh, they lost a good majority of their ad revenue. Uh, partially thanks to people in the Gamergate hashtag. Um, and likely this will go to appeals, but I doubt the you know this will be appealed. And I doubt Hulk Hogan's going to get any money from them because they're pretty much out of business. Pretty much all that Hulk Hogan is going to get is just like the domain names. The satisfaction of being like, I took these motherfuckers down, exactly. brother. Exactly. And it, let me just say, it takes a lot for me to want to root for a racist asshole. And Hulk Hogan is a racist, racist fucking asshole. And I'm like, good job on you. You, you racist piece of shit. I don't like Hulk Hogan. I don't. He he said some shit that I really disagree with. So, for hit for me to want to agree with him and be well, not agree with him. I don't. I do not agree with him. For me to want to root for him takes a lot. It, you need to be on the level of Gawker for me to want to do that. So. I'm happy with that. I'm very happy with the outcome. And, yeah, it's going to go to appeals. And there's probably going to be a settlement. But Gawker is really... Gawker is really in the shit. And a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And, you know, you, you got people saying, like, Oh, how can you be happy that so many people are going to lose their jobs? And that's when I defer to the movie Clerks. Where, as you know, as you know, Saverin, um, they had a whole discussion about... You know, should you have sympathy for the dudes, for like all the contractors who were on the Death Star when they got blown up? You it's know, like, it's like, well, they knew what they were getting into when they signed up. When they, you know, all the plumbers, all the construction workers, they knew what they were getting into when they when they signed up to work on the Death Star. Yeah. And, you know, they accepted the risk. And I say the same thing for everybody who works at Gawker. Especially if they started started up in the past couple years, they knew they were working for a trash website. They knew they knew they were working for for a garbage website. And the Hulk Hogan thing was in 2013, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you know what, Patrick Klepik, you knew what the fuck you were getting into. And I have no sympathy for you. You are just as much a dog as Sam Bedell. You are just as much as a lowly fucking coyote coward as Sam Vidal. So, I have no sympathy for you. Go fuck yourself. I mean, he's gonna land on his feet. You know he's gonna land on his feet. He's gonna oh yeah, go, he's, he's got gonna, enough buddies. Yeah, he's gonna go fucking right for the Mary Sue, or he's gonna go right for Polygon, or he's gonna go back to fucking Giant Bomb. Who knows? So it's like, he's fine. He's fine. You know, all those people are fine. They're gonna go fucking work for... Because that's all that... Because, you know, if anything... If anything, Gamergate exposed the fact that all these game journalists, all these all these quote journalist sites are in collusion with each other. So they're gonna land on their feet. Yeah. They'll be yeah. fine. And that's why I don't I don't read that. I don't I don't go to those websites anymore. Because it's like it, there's no point. If I want to know whether or not a game is good or not, I'll go read Steam reviews, or I'll go... Go to YouTube. Go, yeah, go to YouTube. Steam reviews and YouTube. That's that's all I need. Because, hell, I mean, with the way games are released these days, 
you know, I could look at the P I could read the review for the PC version and I can get a good idea of how the PS Vita port is gonna look or the three DS port is gonna look. You know. Well with three DS games it's like pretty much is it from Nintendo? Then it's good. Yeah. That's it's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. <laughs> the same with Wii U, it's like Oh, a new game came out for Wii U. Oh, it's made by Nintendo. Yeah, it's it's. Good. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. It's like, oh, a new game came out for the Wii U. It's called Pokémon. It's basically Tekken with Pokémon. Yeah, and it's published by Nintendo. Yeah, it's gonna be an eight out of ten at least. All right, I'm good with that. <laughs> it it's a weird looking game and like, it, it's it was funny slash frustrating when I was I was watching uh, Maximilian dude on his stream and. He's normally really, really, really good at fighting games, but he was, like, just getting his ass destroyed constantly and was getting very frustrated. And, like, his viewers were getting frustrated, too, because it's like, this guy's really good at these games, except he was just having an awful time. I'll blame that strictly on the gamepad. The gamepad is kind of awkward to play with. Especially if you're, like, really really trying to get those button presses in. I'd say that the gamepad is great for most games, but for fighting games, you need a proper fighting stick. Well, so. it's also one of those things where it's like, new game, plus he was streaming, plus internet. Uh, that, you know, that, so it's like, by really their powers hard. combined, it was... Yeah, I can't imagine that... I mean, I don't know the whole development cycle of Pokémon, but I can't imagine they're using the same netcode as like cat as like Street Fighter or or anything like that. You know, so uh, they'll patch it. They'll definitely patch the hell out of it. You know, as long as they stick to it, like the way uh, they stick to Splatoon, because Splatoon's been a blast to play. Even months and they've supported the hell out of it. Yeah, even months after the game has come out, and it's like Nintendo could totally do the same with Pokémon. Uh. So. So yeah. Uh. I'm kind of glad that, uh, that Tumblr kind of hasn't completely lost their shit on the fact that uh, the re the Luchador Pikachu is a girl. Really. Yeah, uh, yeah, believe it or not, when, uh, the male and the female Pokemon look the same, like, their overall shape looks the same, there's subtle differences. Uh, like, with Pikachu, uh, male Pikachu, their tail just looks like a, a complete lightning bolt, but on the female Pikachu, that black splotch at the tip of their tail looks like a heart. No. So that's how you tell it's a, it's a girl Pokemon, it's a, it's a... It's a female Pikachu, and the Luchador Pikachu is a female because her tail has a heart on it. Oh, cool! So, it's like somebody mentioned it, and I was like, and nobody really freaked out about it. So I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, female, you know, female wrestlers, that's a thing. And, yep, and especially in Japan. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, I will probably check out. Uh, poke in at some point i'm uh i'm just really glad that uh nintendo is finally doing their greatest hits thing which i think they're calling nintendo select because that meant i was able to finally get a copy of ocarina of time 3d uh for the 3ds because ocarina of time came out right when the 3ds was was released mm -hmm. 
Oh, you alright? I just got disconnected. Again? Like, mid-adventure, and I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, that sucks. Were you on an unstable, uh... You weren't I on... Was, I was in a portal. I wasn't on an unstable, but I was just like, I was in a portal near the end, and I'm like, fuck. Oh, that sucks. Well... Well, we'll see where it, it, it lands you when you log back in. Mm-hmm. Again, you just gotta remember, dude, it's an alpha. So, mm -hmm. a lot of shit's broken. <laughs> or it's just, just one of those... Oh, man. I mean, worst case, I have a shitload of, like, basic materials. Oh! It put me back right where I was, getting punched in the face. Oh, good. Good. That's good. Uh, I was worried that it would, like, spit me back into my house and, like... Well, I, I figured they would spit you back at least at your last checkpoint. But that's nope, good. They literally put, exact same spot. I guess they realized that shit like that was going to happen, so that's good. What was I talking about again? Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, like Ocarina of Time 3D came out right around when the 3DS launched. And after that, I never saw a new copy of it anywhere. Like Now you're able to get it digital cheap. Yeah, or buy, like I bought a physical copy, and it was like 20 bucks. Like... I saw, I've seen used copies for it for like 40 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not paying 40 bucks for a used copy. And it's like, well, now I got 20 bucks new, and now I finally own Ocarina of Time. Which means I can finally play it, and then I can play Majora's Mask afterwards, because I think you have to play them one after the other. Or, you know, Ocarina of Time first, then Majora's Rat. You know what I'm saying. Mm hmm. But yeah, they put a bunch of other games under Nintendo Selects, so... It's like, damn, all these games are actually a really good deal now. You know. So, yeah, that was good. Um, another thing that Nintendo did that kind of pissed off a bunch of people was... Um, uh, they released... They finally put S, uh, Super Nintendo games on the 3DS uh, Virtual Console. But, you but can, only for the new 3DS. Yes, yes. And on the one hand, I, I can understand why people have a lot of issues with Virtual Console. It's like, oh, you know, they charge too much for the games, you know, yada, yada, what, what have you. And I understand people have a beef with that, and I'm fine with that. Uh, but people are bitching about this because it's new 3DS only. And... You know, I'm not going to try to answer for Nintendo, but I can understand why they limited it to the new 3DS. And that's because when I had a DS, or actually I still have my DS, and I, have the, and I still have the flash cart for it as well. And I uh, used the flash cart <laughs> to, of course, play, you know, pirated games. And I also had emulators on it. Um... And let me just say, this is when, I, and it was the DS Lite that I was using the flashcard on. Uh, the emulators for that, the S, the <clears throat> original Nintendo emulator had new, had, was really hard to play. There was a lot of frame drops, a lot of lag. The Super Nintendo emulator barely worked. And that was on the DS Lite. Um, I can't imagine that they tried to do Super Nintendo 
games on the 3DS, and it probably wasn't up to their satisfaction. Well, like, um, they have that uh, Hyrule Legends, the, the Zelda Masu game, mm-hmm. and apparently, like, on the new 3DS, it runs great. But on older 3DSs, it runs like garbage. And it's well, like basically they had the the 3DS point five, you know. Yeah, and the same thing with Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers on the new 3DS, I can that plays great. Load times are super super fast. On the on my old 3DS, it was slow. It was fucking slow. It was really slow. Um, the 3DS is just it is yeah it is an upgraded. The new 3DS is an upgraded 3DS. And I can imagine that it was the new 3DS that ran Super Nintendo games to their satisfaction. Because not only did they they barely run on the DS Lite flashcard using, you know, uh, using a fly-by-night, you know, emulator, I, I have a PSP, a Sony PSP, and... That lag that can lag like hell with Super Nintendo games, especially if they use Mode Seven. Mm-hmm. If they use Mode Seven, you know, even on because uh, you know the emulator I have for the PSP, I forgot which version number it is, but it's the SNES 9X emulator, which is a damn good emulator. And if you had to deal with Mode Seven or any of the extra chips that were included in the games. It runs very fucking slow. Really slow. So I imagine it's like, finally with the new 3DS, it's like, hey, we can run these games with all the tweaks to them just, you know, at, at their original, at, at their at what was intended. So it's like, you know, if you have an issue with the virtual console, I'm totally fine with that. But I'm just saying, I think that's why they 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 limited the release only to the new 3DS. Yeah, and it makes sense ultimately that you know that the hardware is going to progress, and that we're just going to have that happening where where it's like the platform still stays the same. Where it's like it's still going to be the 3DS, but it's going to be like here's the Here's the new one, and then here's the new new one, and here's the 3DS, you know, 2.0 and stuff. That I think that's where we're getting towards. It's like we're not gonna have new consoles. We're just gonna have upgrades to the old consoles. Yeah, and because that that sounds like that's what's happening. It's uh, I'm hearing a lot of talk about there being a PlayStation 4.5. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of talk about that, and it's like that's that may be what's happening. It's like, I mean, I think it's wild, but I mean, it makes sense too. Yeah, yeah, because let's admit it, this recent generation with the Xbox One and the PS4 hasn't been as groundbreaking as the previous generation. I mean, and the Microsoft is already releasing Xbox One games in the Windows Store. Like, I haven't downloaded and played uh, Gears of War Ultimate 
but I've looked at the specs, the minimum system re or the recommended system requirements, and my laptop can run it just fine at 1080p. Mm -hmm. I haven't purchased it and I haven't downloaded it yet because I, I think they said there's a lot of other shit that's wrong with it. Like I think uh, something to do with like the achievements is fucked up and. I think it's like with the controls as well, it's really messed up and like I've heard some re some people report like you can't like record using like XSplit or or Fratzer. Yeah, it has some issues with uh with yeah, and you have to use the native like Windows recording, which isn't that good. And you can't use shadow play. So it's like, well, I'm not going to jump into that. You know. Um, but it's like, yeah, they're they're releasing a ver a free-to-play version of Forza 6 on the PC in the coming months. Uh, I'll check it out because I love Forza, but I doubt I'm going to be really playing it because it's only going to have like 70 cars and you're not going to be able to do like all the tweaking and modifications you can do in the original Forza 6. Mm. You know. But all I'm saying is, you know, Microsoft is like, we're releasing Xbox One games on the PC. And they run they run better on the PC, as far as I know right now. Yeah. And now, they're, now it's like, and this is the craziest thing. You know, Sony said, we're going we're gonna to update the PS4 to enable crossplay with the Xbox One. And then a couple days later, Microsoft was like, hey, yeah, let's do that. They're like, that sounds cool to us. Yeah, so now, so pretty soon here, games are gonna, you, you know, you're gonna, and that makes a lot of sense, because actually, yeah, today at that little mini-con, I was uh, talking with a friend of mine, and he has a PS4, because he really likes playing uh, JRPGs, but all of his friends have Xbox Ones, and they all play Battlefield, and he can't play with them. You know, they all play Battlefield 4. He can't play with them. So this this idea of crossplay is really great because it, it means he doesn't have to buy an Xbox One. He can just load up his copy of Battlefield 4 and play with all of his friends who have Xbox Ones. And I'm totally cool with that, you know. I, I'm surprised they haven't done it sooner. <laughs> well, I mean, this could easily be the last console generation if you really think about it. It it, it is last console generation. You know, it's gonna be like how Apple treats uh, treats its OS. Because how long has OS ten been around? Since uh, since two thousand and one. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, granted, you know, the version of OS X in 2001 is nothing like El Capitan, which is what you're using right now. Yep. There's, they have very, very little... In, well, they, they have as much in common with each other as... Well, I can't make a comparison. The, the fundamentals are the same. Mm -hmm. Like, the getting an OS to run on a computer is the same, but everything else is different. You know, it's running on a completely different CPU architecture. 
it you know they don't have to worry about SCSI ports and parallel ports anymore. All you have to worry about is just USB and um, the, the other fucking connections. I forget. You know them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's technically it's technically OS 10, but you know, and they've been running. They've been having the same operating system for the past 15 years, and that's what's gonna happen with the, with Windows 10. And that's probably what's going to happen with the PS4 and the Xbox One. It's like, well, and now you think about the name for the Xbox One makes total sense. Because I doubt, I'm looking at my Xbox One right now and I'm like, this is the last Xbox I'll ever own. Yeah, that's why it's the one. It's the one Xbox. (laughs) So that kind of makes sense. Um... And yeah, you could say that's bad for the consumer. It might it might very well be bad for con- for the consumer, but I think it's good for the consumer, especially with the way they're going now. It's like, like I just said, a person with a PS4 can play COD or Battlefield 4, fucking Uno, with somebody on an Xbox One. You know, they can show their Let me dicks. Tell you, man, fucking they, Uno. They can fucking show their dicks to each other. Cross platforms. God a, bless America. It's a new generation. Yeah, and Nintendo's putting out mobile games for uh, <coughs> for the iPhone and Android. That's fucking crazy. Are you gonna get the? Are you gonna? Well, if it can play on the iPhone four, are you gonna get the Motomo app? Uh, the Mimoto thing. Yeah, maybe. The, yeah, I'm gonna pick it up. Because, well, I'm going to, well, I'm not going to pick it up. I'm going to download it off the App Store uh, and just see what it's about, you know. Because I, I, the Wii U is one of my most played consoles. And so I, I would like to do more social things on it. My biggest thing is, like, I know Nintendo keeps promising, yes, we're going to have an online system comparable to, like, Piet. You know, PlayStation Network or Xbox Live, and I'm I'm happy for that. And this may sound like the, a total like crappy gamer whatever thing, but I really do wish they have achievements. Cause for me, achievements make me want to play the game. I I love achievements. It's the hey y'all, look what I did. <sighs> It's, hey, y'all, look what I did. And also, I can look and be like, oh, I could go and do that thing. You know, I can go, I can try things out. Like, like I was playing City Skylines a couple days ago. And if you look at my timeline, you'll see I got like three or four achievements in a row on, on City Skylines after not getting achievements for a really long-ass time in the game. And that's because I went and fucked around with the whole... Like, in City Skylines, you... Like, one of the ways you can, like, gauge how the people in your town uh, like the town you've built is they have sort of, like, a fake Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can go and you can read the Twitter timeline and you can find out what people think about certain things and what you could probably work on and stuff. But 
you know, there are like four achievements just in in messing with that whole little thing. This is like it's like a whole little part of the game that nobody bothers with. But there, but there are things you can do in there. You can, you like, you can, you can do a lot of shit in that little part of the game, and you get like four achievements for it. And you know, I, I didn't go in there expecting the achievements. It was like, oh, I've done all this building. Now I need to let the game run. So I'm gonna go and fuck around somewhere else. And I went and fucked around in the little Twitter thing, and all this crap happens and it was like this holy shit this is really cool mm -hmm. you know and it actually encouraged me to go find other things to do to get achievements so it's like i'm finding new th new ways to play the game because of achievements so fuck yeah i'm totally down with achievements i know a lot of people shit on achievements but it's like hey achievements add extra value to a game for me and that works out just fine for me and I hope Nintendo offers something like that. They don't have to call them achievements. They can, well, they're probably not gonna call them trophies because that's too well, close. They to... do have, um, they do have things like that on like the DS. Like the, you've met five blahs in a row. You know that kind of stuff. Oh, the plaza tickets. Yeah, it's like the plaza achievements. Yeah, they could do that. It's like. Oh boy, I did this thing in Hyrule Warriors. I get a plaza ticket so I can buy a new hat. I'm fine with that. That I'm cool with that. You know, they ha they don't have to directly acknowledge I did a thing in the game, but they give me a plaza ticket. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, I got a plaza ticket now. I'm going to buy a hat. Yeah. And there's some really good fucking hats. <laughs> there's like it's like, holy shit, I got a Famicom hat. Those are rare. Seriously, dude, I I barely see Famicom hats here here in the states. Mm -hmm. I see plenty of Nintendo NES hats, but you rarely see Famicom hats, which makes sense because the Famicom never came out here. But but yeah, yeah. So converting all my underground torches into hanging lamps. Yes. Oh god, you can get hanging lamps. Oh, yeah, it's like the ones you got in town. It's like, wait a minute. These are huge. These are really bright too. Yeah. Yeah, that's great because that basement you get is kind of well, Dark. the ambiance you have, like the, the 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 ambient noise you have in the basement. I really don't like. So I noticed that the ambiance changes as you have more light down there. So if I can get chandeliers down there, then that's I'm totally cool with that. If I can get some chandeliers and, and change the ambiance a little bit, because it's a little bit too much like a dark, dank cave or a cave where a gamer lives. <laughs> that a was cave. Oh, <laughs> a gamer. Oh, yeah, a gamer cave. Um, I think I'm also gonna pick up Stardew Valley finally. Yeah, I've, I've heard had, a lot of people like gushing over that. I'm like, mm, I I, I've heard. A, a, I've had a ton of people. I've watched. There's a one guy I, I follow on on uh, Twitch called. Uh, hang on, let me go double check his name. I don't want to fuck his up his name, but it's a dude who's been playing. Like I discovered this channel because he did a. He was uh, 12 hours into a 24 hour live stream of. Oh please don't say please don't play sound. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I was like, 
I, I went on the Twitch and I'm like, oh God, it's loading a video. Shit. Um, but he's a dude who, uh, who, uh, was 12 hours into a 24 hour li uh, live stream of Stardew Valley. Oh man. Yeah, he was, uh, he was in there for a while. Uh, where the fuck are you? Alright, yeah, channels, okay. Yeah, okay, channels I follow, where the fuck is he? Ah, come on. No, I, oh yeah, Cloaked Yoshi. That's his name, Cloaked Yoshi. Um, yeah, he was like, he was, he was, he was playing fucking Stardew Valley for a long ass time, and watching his thing is what got me into, um, wanting to, wanting to get Stardew Valley. And he was actually doing a huge giveaway. He he bought like uh, four copies of Stardew Valley and was doing giveaways using a random number generator. And he just gave away the last copy, so he doesn't have any more copies left. So I'm like, well, fuck, I can't get it for free, so I guess I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go pick up because I also uh, uh, today just watched uh, Space Hamster's review of it. And he's gushing all, all over it. So I'm like, well, I kind of trust Space Hamster, so I guess I'm going to go pick it up. Because it, lo it looks like such a cute game. And it, it's Harvest Moon for the PC, and it just looks so fucking good. Plus, I found out... I found out via my favorite adult gaming news site, lewdgamer.com, which I think you follow as well, uh -huh. that there are mods for it where, well, you can have all the ladies have cleavage, or if you want to go a little bit further, you can make all the men naked and all the women naked as well in their profile pics. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, hot Hot biceps and pecs and tits as well. Because, oh yeah, yeah, you can totally do the gay marriage in Stardew mm -hmm. Valley. Which, which is pretty sweet. If you're, if you're into, if you're into porking it in the butt, I, <laughs> why the hell did I say it that way? I really don't know. If, if you, if you swing that way, it, yeah, whether if you swing that way or you're kind of like a pendulum and you just kind of go back and forth, you know, you, you can do that. Apparently the guy that everybody likes, the, the dude that everybody likes, is there's this dude, uh, I forgot his name, but he apparently hangs out all day in his mom's basement. And it's not like he's a joke again. He's It's not like he's like somebody the mock. He's like... He's like, you know, uh, his mother and everybody tells him he should go outside and meet people, but he's like, yo, I work online, so I can't go out. I, my job is on the computer, and people are like, oh, you're not doing real work. Just go outside, meet real people, get a real job. It's like, he's just like, no, my job is online. I, I do work online. Why can't anybody realize this? I, my job is online. I can't just leave, you know, and it's like, okay, initially I thought you were kind of a loser, but no, you're like literally a modern, you, 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 
I understand where you're coming from. You work online and nobody understands that, that you can work online. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So actually, I'm going to go ahead and pick it up right now. And plus, another... it was, plus it was made by one dude. Yeah. It's another Games one like of... that are always like, oh, well, shit, I'll give you guys some mad respect. Yeah. Especially since how popular it's gotten. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, and it's that... like, everybody's like, this is exactly what... Uh... Harvest Moon was. And it's better than Harvest Moon. In a way. I mean, if you... Okay, the local... The latest Harvest Moons have been pretty good, but they've kind of, like, stuck to the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like they figured out a formula and it works, and so they stick with it. And I'm totally fine with that. But Stardew Valley just sort of expands on that. Like, the start of the game is like, it doesn't start out like, oh, you're a young kid and you, you inherit this farm. It's like, you start off as a young kid, your grandpa is dying, and he gives you a letter, but he tells you, only open up the letter when the stress of real life becomes too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And then it fast forwards, you're working in a cubicle for a no-name no massive conglomerate corporation. There are literally people who have died in the other cubicles and their bones are in the other cubicles. And there's a dude watching over you the whole time. And that's when you finally open up the letter and it's like, here's a D... You've opened up this letter. You must be about ready to kill yourself. So here's the deed to this farm. Go start a new life. And that's how the game starts. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool way to start off a game. It's like, you're not some little kid. You're an adult. And you're at that point where you're having a life crisis. And I think that's something that people who grew up playing Harvest Moon who are now old enough that the, that they work in cubicles now are like at that point where it's like I need to do something new and I'm totally cool with that mm -hmm. I, I like that I like that a lot so yeah I think I'm going to pick up I think I am going to be picking up this game like right now and downloading it and being very happy with it because, yeah. So, I think... I, is on my end, I'm now unlocked the desert biome. Oh, in uh, Sky Saga? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could unlock biomes. That's pretty cool. Well, basically, it's like, hey, you've got quests to go to Blah. Oh, okay. Well, I have uh, one more thing I can talk about. And then we could probably wrap up this episode. Uh, oh my god, I'm actually showing a bit of a plan here. Uh, hang on, I just gotta grab my iPad so I can look up the ma the mangas I've been reading. I, I, I read a lot of mangas. Mangas are good. Mangos. The mangos. <laughs> now what you do is you buy yourself a mango from Walmart and you cut it open and you read the veins. Uh, let's see. Alright, uh, there is a manga I will recommend to people. It's called Inu, Inu Yashiki, and that's spelled I-N-U-Y-A-S-H-I-K-I. -I. And 
It is a manga series by Oko Hiroya, and he's the guy who made Gantz. The guy he made the guy he made the Gantz manga, or the Gantz manga, and likewise the the anime. And Inuyashiki is, a, and if you know what Gantz is, then you know this guy's style. Yeah. Um. And what Inuyashiki is, it's about this guy. He's a he's your well, he's he's a Japanese salary man, but he's even a sadder version of the Japanese salary man. And if you know anything about the Japanese salary man, they're a pretty pathetic person. And the dude's like in his forties, but he looks like he's in his seventies because he's so He's, his life has been so stressful. His family hates him. He never seems to succeed. Nobody likes him. Nobody cares about him. And he's completely powerless. He sees all this bad shit happen around him. And there's nothing he can do to stop it. He sees... He sees, he sees girls getting harassed on the subway. He sees... He sees kids beating up homeless people in the park, and he can't do anything. And one night, well, and <clears throat> they try to make his life a little bit better because his family hates him. Nobody cares about him. He gets a dog. He gets a little she. He gets a little shibi inu, a cute little shibi, and. It's you know the family hates the dog. They're like, we why do he have a dog? He can't have a dog, but he takes care of it. So he has his dog, and he takes his dog out for a walk one night because he's just like, because he he finds out from his doctor that he has stomach cancer and he's only got like two months left to live. And he finally gets fed up with life because he comes home, and everybody's at the dinner table and everybody's talking, and everybody's ignoring him. He actually says to the room, I am dying of cancer. I'm going to be, I'm going to die in two months. And everybody ignores him. So he goes out for a walk and he's just like, he's done with life. He just, well, he's not done with life. It's like, he's just so angry because it's like, he, he's just angry at life. He's pissed off at what life has dealt him. He's just, he's not happy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a meteor or something because he's out in the park and there's somebody else there there's a, a kid nearby and then a, a, a spaceship crashes on top of him kills him and you just see these speech bubbles for the next few pages being like being like oh fuck what happened oh god we crashed oh this isn't good oh crap we killed people we killed people we can't leave it like this. We have to fix this. Well, we can't fix this. All we have are... And this is where you realize where this anime... Where this manga is going to go. Because one of them says... How can we fix this? We only have weapon platforms. <laughs> and it's like... Oh, and I it's think like, I've seen the preview yeah, for this. And it's like the old man... And like then they replace his body with... Yeah, they replace his body with a weapons platform. So it's like... To him, all he does is he he thinks he fell asleep in the park. 
So he wakes up. His dog is still there. His dog is kind. Of, his dog is kind of freaked out because the dog survived the crash. Uh, but his dog is a little bit freaked out. But the dog is okay. So he gets up to go back home, and he sees a bum getting beat up by a bunch of kids. And he's like, he's like, I've had it. I'm gonna. St-. And he doesn't know what happened to him. And he's like, I've had it. This. I'm done with this. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm. I might. You know. I'm gonna die in two months, but. And I might die tonight, but if I die tonight, at least I tried to do something good. And so he he goes up and he steps up and he's like, he tells the kids to stop and he tries to get them to stop. And they turn their wrath on him and they beat him up with a baseball bat. And he passes out again and when he wakes up, all the kids are like, are like severely injured. <laughs> They're severely injured. And and the, and the homeless guy is like thanking him, like thank you, you saved my life. I was gonna die. I I, I got I. This was only a temporary thing. I was, you know, I, you know, my girlfriend is accepting me. We're gonna get. I got a new job. We're gonna get married, and and you saved my life. I I can have a new life now. Thank you so much. And he's so he's like, I don't know what I did, but I'm so happy. I finally did something good for somebody else, and. He soon realizes I he is not the same person he was before, because he finds out his stomach cancer is gone. He's perfectly healthy. He finds out he's a weapons platform, and he realizes I don't have to. I don't have to live the life I was living. I don't have to deal with these people who hate me. And he essentially becomes a superhero. And it's such a good, and a lot of dark shit happens after he realizes this. He sort of becomes a superhero. He does a lot of good things, like he sneaks in the hospitals into the cancer wards, and he sees the kids who are terminally ill, and he'll sneak in, and he can heal them. Like he sees a dog get, he sees a cat get hit by a car. And it's still just barely alive, but he heals the cat, and he realize, and he does like these good things for people, and like he helps a woman who's getting raped, who's about to get raped. He does all these good things, and you know, I mentioned before there was another there was another person in the park when when the aliens crash lands, and there's a story there too. It's a there's a really good story there as well, and so that's why I'm just like. Go check out this manga. You can read it online if you want to. There's sites you can go to to read it. It's made by the guy who made Gantz. Go check it out. It's really good. It, it's, it's Initially, it's really heartbreaking. And there's a lot of scenes which are still heartbreaking. Because it's like, even though he's a superhero, essentially, he's not perfect. He can't fix everything. And it's really sad when he can't do it. And he really beats himself up. Because it's like... You know, he can't, he's not, I mean, he's nearly perfect. That's all, he's nearly perfect. And it's, it's such a good read. Go check it out. Go check, yeah. Uh, let me say the name one more time for people, because that's the thing I hate, is when webs, is when podcasts get into a lot, go into a long discussion about a certain thing, and only mention the name once, and then it's like, oh shit, I actually want to check this I wasn't interested at the start, but now I'm interested in it. What the fuck is the name of the thing they're talking about? And 
you can't figure that out. So the name of no. it, the name of it is, and then he, yeah, you have to go and figure out. Well, it's like, oh, where the fuck did he say the name of it? And uh, I can't figure out when she said the name. Oh shit. So the name of this manga is Inu Yashiki, and it's spelled I N U Y A S H I K I, and it's by Oko Hiroya, who also made Gantz. So go check that out. You'll like it. You won't regret it. It's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful little slice little, of manga. Little slice of mangas. I mean, yeah, it's not Monster Musume. You know, you're not gonna have gigantic titted spider girls, which is awesome. It, you know, but... just fucking dropped. No. <laughs> so I... speaking of uh, Monster Musume, I was recently watching the uh, uncensored version. Boy, oh, howdy. yes, with the uh, full full nipple action. Lots of nipples. I I can't wait for season two to start up because I I I, I want season two to start up. Because there's two things I want to see. I want to see where Darling and Poppy and Syria go to the farm. Touch the cow. Do it now. <laughs> I want to see that um, for the obvious reasons. Like, uh, I gotta milk the giant centaur girl. <laughs> um, but I also want to see where, um, where Rachnia gets drunk off of coffee. Because that's a whole thing in the manga. That's like a that's like a couple pages in the manga that's really really hilarious. Because it's it's Rachnia and well, caffeine is toxic to spiders, and Rachnia is a very 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 large spider, so she doesn't die from the caffeine, but it makes her very very drunk. And she's really cute. She's a really cute drunk. It, it, that might sound really sound really creepy, but well, she is a very cute drunk. So those are the two things I'm excited for. In, all right. In in monster in monster musume season two, and I'm all talked out. I have nothing more to say. Do you have anything more to say aside? Uh, you know, there's lots of cool shit coming out, and uh, I'm looking forward to playing more of the Sky Saga. I'm putting time in. Yeah. Um, well. Hey, I can, we we can kind of put out public service. Uh, lots of cool shit is coming out, so don't kill yourself. That's yeah. right. Yes. Yes. Don't don't sell yourself short. Cool shit's coming out. It's only gonna I'm... it's only gonna be bad for a little bit, and then it's, things are gonna get better, and then things are gonna get bad again, and then things are gonna get better, and then things are gonna get bad again. It's called life. Yes. Hang it, in there. It's, it's a series of ups and downs. Just hang in there. Get the most money out of your life because it's the only thing you have. Go play Stardew Valley. Go play Star Saga. Go watch Monster Musume. Go read this manga in Yashiki. Go read other manga. Go jack off. Eat a I'll pizza. Be... Eat a pizza. Jack off while eating a pizza. You know, go take a nice big shit. Go for a run. The world is your fucking oyster. Yes, the world is what you make of it. Have you know? Have a day. Have a day. I think with that we can end this podcast. We had our good public service announcement and all that. We're good helping. Shit. We're helping. <clears throat> I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. Okay. <coughs> One last little thing. There. I, I, fuck. I need to remember. I need to subscribe to her channel. 
There's a woman. There's a woman who's like 78 years old, and she has a Skyrim channel. Uh huh. And she uploads let's plays of herself playing Skyrim. And she's she has like a hundred thousand subscribers, and she gets a lot of views on her channels because it's like, oh, it's it's grandma, and she's playing Skyrim, and she's playing the PC version with a ton of mods. She actually knows what the fuck she's doing about with PC gaming. That's really awesome. Because you don't see that in old people. You know, they don't know what a computer is. At least you think you don't. You think they don't. Um, but no, there's like, um, in uh, one of the comments to her videos, she's like, uh, like a person says, she's like, the person's like, you know, I'm, I'm in college, but things ain't, you know, things are really shit and, Really, the you know watching your videos is the only thing that keeps me from just wanting to fucking kill myself. And she replies to the person. She's like, "Don't ever, please don't ever tell you know tell yourself that I I want all my grandkids here. I want." And she like specifically like she like DM'd that one person, and she's like, "You're gonna comment on every single one of your videos. I want you to tell me how your week's been. I don't want to lose you." I'm like, oh. holy shit, she has, and it, I, I read that, and I, I started tearing up, dude, when I was reading that, because it's like, holy shit, she, that's really fucking awesome. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So, you know, come back and, I want to make sure, like, the 30 or so people who listen to this podcast come back and listen every week. Do that for me. Do that for me. So, all right, we're out of here. Adios. Goodbye. Oh, crap.